Booyaka Shah. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to this audio podcast episode with the PLC Arundel Experience. You are tuning in and listening to Jordan Anton Official. And if you are watching our video version of this audio podcast on YouTube, thank you for being here. So before we crack on into everything, folks, today we are talking about the three energy systems that the body operates on, how those work, how we engage them or how we activate them, and then how to best utilize and manipulate these energy systems for our exercise activities. But before we crack on into the goods, what we're actually talking about, again, I just want to say personally from Jordan Anton Official and on behalf of the PLC Arundel Experience and PLC Arundel Club, Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in to listen and watch on YouTube. Thank you to all of our fans and followers, to everyone who gets value and gets something from the content that we create and put out there. This is why we do what we do. If we are able to create something that you benefit from, that you get value from, that is why we do what we do. And if that's you, if if you're getting something valuable from this, whether it's knowledge, whether it's something that you can put into practice to help you, if it's to help you with your mindset, anything at all, fantastic. Thank you for being here. So if that is the case, please, please do remember to like our content, to like this podcast, like this video, to share this content with anybody that you think would benefit and value from it as well, and to subscribe to all of our channels. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Spotify, on uh, on Instagram, Facebook. We're on Snapchat and Twitter as well. So please do check us out if you do enjoy our content and make sure your notifications are turned on so that you do get all those updates when we release something new, which is all the time. All right, let's crack, in. let's crack on into the body's energy systems, which is what we're talking about today. Let's start from the top. The human body, it, it has energy systems. It requires fuel. Everything needs energy to, to work. Now, specifically, we're going to be talking about the energy systems in relation to skeletal muscle being able to move. So practical application for sports, physical activity, exercise, how to make your skeletal muscles move to perform an exercise or an activity. Everything from lifting weights, functional training, running, sports, those sorts of things. So the energy systems that we use to to activate your muscle fibers to contract and then how these energy systems play out, how we activate them, engage them, and then how we can manipulate them into our, our activities that we do, our exercise, to, to get the most benefit and value from them and to make sure we're maximizing that energy, energy system's ability. So that the human body has three energy systems that it operates off. It uses different fuel types for these energy systems. Let's, let's call these energy systems energy system one, two, and three, with energy system number one. We'll look at that first. Energy system number one is your, your first energy system that your body engages when it does an activity, when, it, when a muscle group, a multitude of muscle groups need to work, need to activate, need to contract the muscle fibers to make you do something. Whether that's running, uh, you're about to to start a sports game, you're about to lift a weight uh, in the gym, whatever it may be, something that's making your body move to perform a task or an activity, when you initiate, when you initially do this activity, your first energy system kicks in. No matter the activity, that is your first energy system that kicks in. This first energy system 
Its correct name is the ATP PC Energy System. Now that's that that acronym, or it's two acronyms actually, ATP and PC, they are the acronyms for the actual chemicals that make up the fuel sources for this energy system. This energy system, energy system number one, that engages first, its fuel source, it's a chemical reaction, like a nuclear reactor. These chemicals are coming together to create to create the fuel, to create the energy inside the muscle fibers, inside the muscle cells. I won't get I won't go too scientific, I won't go into, into too much depth. To try to keep it simple, your body has this energy system, your body creates these fuel sources, ATP, PC, it puts them together inside your muscle cells, these fuel sources come together like a chemical reaction to create the energy to make these muscle fibers contract. Now, the reason it's your initial energy system that engages, this energy system, energy system number one, is designed for initial activity, instantly requiring requiring energy to make the muscle fibers contract. Energies, Energies required for activities that demand a massive amount of intensity, such as like a sprint or lifting a very heavy weight, something explosive like doing a jump. These activities require an enormous amount of energy to do the task, to make your muscle fibers to contract, to move you, to make you do that sprint, to move as quickly as possible. Not a slow jog, not a walk, but a sprint. Moving every single muscle in your body, your quads, your glutes, your hamstrings, calf muscles, your core, your arms, shoulders, everything is moving to do that sprint. Your body, you are demanding a lot in order to do that activity, that exercise at peak performance. Uh, Likewise, lifting a weight. If you're about to lift a super heavy deadlift off the ground, it's not a light weight. It's a super heavy deadlift. It's a huge amount of weight. Your muscles are about to work at their near maximum capacity to lift this big weight off the ground. Or doing a jump, doing an explosive box jump, taking your body from the ground to a very high level to land on this box. It's not simply stepping up onto the first stair of your staircase. No, it's a box that's 50 inches in the air to get your body to produce the amount of force and energy required in your legs to do that. Where do we get this energy from? Where does your body get the energy to contract the muscle fibers to do this, whether it's a super fast contraction like this jump or a sprint, or it's just the pure energy to keep contracting as many fibers as possible to lift that deadlift off the ground, that huge weight, whatever the exercise may be. These are the examples that we're talking about. For your body to produce this energy, to be able to to do this, it needs an enormous, explosive, high energy fuel source. That is the ATP PC energy system or energy system number one. When this chemical reaction takes place inside your muscle cells, the energy is so enormous, it allows your bodies to do these activities, the sprint, the jump, the super heavy weights. But like anything with Anything that goes up must come down. Uh, To put that another way, think of this energy system, energy system number one, that uses the fuel source, ATP, PC. When that chemical reaction takes place to produce this enormous amount of energy for your muscles to work, there's a limited amount of that fuel, the ATP, PC. Your body can only produce so much of it. It's like a grenade. 
A grenade produces an enormous amount of energy, a, a bomb, a stick of dynamite, an enormous amount of energy, but it's over instantly. Same thing, same concept with this energy system in the human body. The body will produce this massive amount of energy, this explosion of energy for your muscles, for your fibers, your muscle fibers to contract and do the task, do exactly what you want it to do, but it's over very, very quickly. Now for your body to recover from this, to try and regenerate those fuel sources, ATP, PC, to be able to come together in a chemical reaction and do it again, it takes your body a long time to be able to reproduce those fuel sources and do it again. So with that being said, this energy system, it is best suited for activities that are short, sharp and hard, like a sprint, a jump, or lifting something super, super heavy for only a couple of reps or a very short amount of time. To put it specifically, this energy system will run out of fuel somewhere around 12 to 15 to 20 seconds. Now, there is a bit of variation there and that is because it comes down to the individual, how well you have trained this energy system. In an untrained individual who never, never overloads this energy system, never tests this energy system to work harder, they might most likely will burn out this energy system quicker, maybe 10 seconds, eight seconds. And their body is not used to producing uh, much of that ATP PC fuel source for this energy system to work because there's been no need. Their body has not used this energy system very well or very much, has not demanded more of it. Now we know from, uh, this is also in another audio podcast episode, what is progressive overload? We know that by using progressive overload, overloading an energy system is what forces it, like anything, overloading it is what forces it in your body to get better, to be able to produce more, to handle more, to do better next time. That is how an energy system like this, energy system number one, using the ATP PC fuel source, that is how it's able to, you're able to build it up to last 12 seconds, 15 seconds, to a maximal region somewhere around 18 to 20 seconds. One way that you can increase this energy system's ability to keep producing is by taking a supplement, actually. The world's most researched and most effective dietary supplement that you can use for performance-based activities, when I say the world's most effective, it is definitely the most well-researched sports supplement in the world, and that is creatine. Creatine monohydrate, to be specific. Creatine monohydrate is actually one of the chemicals in the ATP PC, PC, phosphocreatine. There you go, we've just connected the dots. It is one of the chemicals in that energy system that your body uses to create this chemical reaction, this, this fuel, the, these fuel sources to create the massive explosive energy. So by taking creatine as a dietary supplement, you're able to load up your body with more creatine than it's able to normally produce or the speed at which it's able to produce. That is also another podcast episode. We talk and delve into dietary supplements, specifically creatine on that audio podcast. So do give that a search up if you would like to learn more about that and how you can benefit from it. So that's one way we can increase this energy system's capacity. Dietary supplement, creatine. So that's energy system number one. That's how best to use it. Something fast and explosive or super heavy. 
That's energy system number one. But what if we're not doing those activities? What if we're wanting to do something longer? Say if we're, we're working for a minute or um, we're in the gym, we're lifting some weights or we're in a gymnasium where, you know, we're doing gymnastics, we're doing tumbles, you know, things that require us to work for 30 to 60 seconds, maybe 90 seconds. And it's not maximum intensity. You know, we're lifting these weights, we're doing this bench press um, or we're going for just like a, a medium paced run. Um, you know, we're just running around the field and then we break and then we come back or, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a field sports game that requires you to work for about a minute and then you break and then you do it again. Whatever the activity, whatever the exercise, what happens? Because we're not working at our maximum peak capacity. It's not explosive. It's not super heavy. We don't need that grenade explosion of energy, but we do need to keep going and we do need energy. So what do we use? Energy system number two. Now, energy system number two uses a different fuel source. Energy system number two, the, the common term for it is the lactic energy system. And you will connect the dots putting that word lactic uh, together to the term lactic acid or the, the lactic acid burn. Or when you're doing an exercise for around 40 seconds to a minute, you'll feel a, an incredible burning sensation in your muscles. And that, that is lactic acid. That is a buildup of lactic acid. It is a byproduct of the chemical process happening inside your muscles, them contracting and doing the work. Uh, it's that acid. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's part of the process. That's where that common term for this energy system, energy system number two, lactic energy system comes from. It's other term, um, the, the correct textbook term is the anaerobic energy system. Anaerobic energy system. Now this energy system, as I said, every energy system, it needs a fuel source. And the fuel source for this energy system is glycogen. Glycogen. What is glycogen? Glycogen is carbohydrates to put it very simply carbohydrates is is nothing but energy and that's why carbohydrates uh, we have to make sure that we use them correctly uh, carbohydrates come from your food so specific foods uh, have carbohydrates in them um, some foods more than others now again that is also another audio podcast that we talk about in nutrition carbs and what are they now the carbohydrates, when we do eat them, your body digests them, it, it breaks it all down and it turns carbohydrates into, into glucose. And that's, uh, it's, let's, just, let's just say for argument's sake, to keep it simple, it's, it's the carbs when they've been broken down into what they need to get broken down into and it's floating through your bloodstream. Your body's put uh, glycogen and glucose into, into your muscle cells and into your liver and it's floating around. Now, when we talk about carbohydrates and also other audio podcasts where we talk about um, how do we get fat and why, if we have too many carbohydrates, we, we take in too many carbohydrates into our body, it turns it into glycogen, it's floating around in our muscles, um, in, our, in our bloodstream and in our liver, and you've actually got too much, you've, taken, you've eaten too many carbs, your, your body has now... You've got too many carbs your body has now filled up your liver stores your, your storeroom inside your muscles your bloodstream and your liver of carbohydrates you've got no more room but you've taken in more carbohydrates what does it do with it if you're not using those carbohydrates for energy if you're not going to use that fuel source then that's what we talk about in that audio podcast okay how do we get fat and why 
Now, back to the fuel source. We've got our fuel, it's floating around in our body. This energy system, energy system number two, it uses the glycogen or the glucose, so carbohydrates. It's floating around, it's in your muscle cells, it's in your bloodstream. This energy system uses this for its fuel source. It will turn the carbohydrates into energy to help, that is the energy. It's what allows your muscle fibers to contract. Now, it takes a little bit longer. That first energy system, the chemical reaction, it's instantaneous. The energy is there, like a grenade, it goes off instantly. The energy is there straight away, bang, bing, bang, boom. When we use energy system number two, the anaerobic energy system, or that even more specifically, scientifically putting it, the anaerobic glycolysis energy system. It's using glycogen. So it's turning these carbohydrates. The carbohydrates are already turned into, into glucose floating around in the bloodstream. It's got to take the glucose, the muscle fibers, it's got, to, it's got to break it down even further into the bits and pieces, put it where it needs to, and make the muscle fibers contract. That takes a little bit longer. It's not instantaneous, and that's why this energy system is better used for these activities that, make you, that, that require you to work a little bit longer. So again, like doing uh, lifting weights for 40 seconds to a minute, where your, your muscles start to burn, that lactic acid buildup, again, why energy system number two is called the lactic energy system, the slang way of putting it, uh, because we're building up that lactic acid energy burn. That's a byproduct of this entire energy conversion process, this energy manufacturing process from glycogen, from glucose. So energy system number two, it uses carbs for energy. It takes a little bit longer to turn the carbs into the energy to make your muscles work, but it happens fast enough that you can, that you can use it for this window of opportunity, this window of work. That like from 20 seconds onwards to about two minutes, that's when you're using this energy system. That's when you're using the anaerobic energy system. It's using the carbohydrates for energy. Now, energy system number three, what if you want to work beyond two minutes? What if, what if you want to go for a big long run? You want to run for 10Ks, you want to do a marathon, or you're playing a team sport where you just do not get to stop. You do not get to rest and recover. I don't know what sport would require you of that. That sounds brutal, but I'm sure it's out there. You know, or you're doing an exercise. You might be doing some sort of uh, functional fitness training circuit or something that requires you to work nonstop. Maybe you're scuba diving and you just cannot stop. Whatever it is, if you are requiring, demanding of your body to do an activity, your muscles to do an activity where they continuously need to contract, they are not stopping. It needs an energy source that is available readily right there. It does not take a long time to manufacture it. It doesn't have to do anything complex because it needs the energy and it needs to be able to have an abundant amount of that energy. What do we have an abundant amount of? Oxygen. Energy system number three uses oxygen. The name for energy system number three is the aerobic energy system. Energy system number two was called the anaerobic energy system. Energy system number three is called the aerobic energy system. You might, re or you might refer that word to the likes of aerobics. So from the 80s, we're in spandex, jumping around to music, aerobics. It's another way, that's, that was a way of saying cardio. Cardio is, like when you're, when you're in a gym setting, and you're doing cardio, or like when you go for a run out on the street, or you're on the elliptical, you're on the exercise bike, and you're doing cardio. So you're on there for 20, 30, 45 minutes, an hour. 
and you're doing that exercise non-stop, 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 that's cardio. That's using your aerobic energy system. Just like aerobics, that's where they get their name from. That's where aerobics got its name from. The aerobic energy system uses oxygen as its fuel source. You take in oxygen, your body converts oxygen, and it turns it into its fuel source to create the chemical reaction to make these muscle fibers keep contracting. Now, oxygen is readily available. We breathe it in. You will find, you'll, you'll take a mental note of this next time that you're exercising, that when you exercise for a period longer than 40 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, that's when you start to breathe really heavily. You will start to increase your breathing before this naturally. After 30 seconds, 40 seconds, 60 seconds, you'll be breathing heavier, but your body is not quite fully switched over to the oxygen, the aerobic energy system yet. These energy systems cross over. It's not like you hit 20 seconds and suddenly the door's closed to the ATP PC energy system, energy system number one, and you start using glucose carbohydrates for energy system number two, and then suddenly, bang, at two minutes, that door closes, nah, no more carbs, let's use oxygen, bye-bye, start breathing more. It doesn't work that way. Everything crosses over. Your body will use what it can, when it can, for as long as it can. If it can keep using energy system number one, to keep the muscles contracting, it'll do that as long as it can. It'll, it'll engage energy system number two before 20 seconds. It'll start engaging it straight away. It'll start turning that glucose into energy to keep your muscles working. Likewise, your body will start breathing heavier after 20, 30 seconds so it can get that oxygen in the muscle cells ready. It'll start the process of that energy system earlier on. But once you go past a certain point, Energy system number one, energy system number two can no longer be used. And that is when you are purely into energy system number three, the aerobic energy system. We're breathing heavy. When you're out there doing your marathon or you're playing a team sports, you're breathing very heavy. You're trying to get in as much oxygen as possible because that's what your body's needing to keep your muscles contracting. You might still have some carbohydrates floating around in your body and your body will use those. Your body will continue to use the anaerobic energy system using that glycose, the glycogen from the carbohydrates as much as it can. But if you get pushed, if you push your energy system, your muscles beyond that point, it will use the oxygen, the aerobic energy system. That's where the crossover lies. So it all is relative to the activity, activity you're doing when you happen to start and stop, how much recovery you give your body. You might give it five seconds there if you're on the field. You might give it then 15 seconds, another two minutes down the track. And then you might only work for 20 seconds, run down the field, and then suddenly you've got a minute rest. So depending what you're doing, what activity you're doing, what exercise you're doing, whether it's random or whether it's controlled, that is how you can, well, that's how you determine what energy system that you're using. Now, how do we apply that to the activities that we do or how do we manipulate the energy systems it's being aware of how these energy systems work so if you know in the back of your mind that you play a sport where you've got to sprint really fast you know if you've got to produce maximal speed to produce the results and have success in your sport whether it's a field sport team sport solo solo sport then you need to keep in the back of your mind, okay, I need, to, I need to manipulate my situation so that I get enough rest for my body to, to reproduce these fuel sources, the ATP and the PC, so that that chemical reaction can take place inside my muscle cells and I can do it again. How can I, 
How can I give myself an extra advantage? Can I use those supplements, the creatine, to help me? If that's your situation. If you know that your situation, your exercise method, your, your activity that you're doing, you might be in a weights room, you might be doing some bodybuilding training, some hypertrophy training to make your muscles grow, where you're working, you're working your muscle group, you're doing an exercise for 40 seconds, 45 seconds, 60 seconds at a time, that's how long your muscles are under tension for and, and working. So you're going to be using energy system number two, but... <clears throat> If you're wanting to lift heavy weights, you need to, you need to understand that to do the really heavy weights, you you can't be lifting the super heavy weights for multitude of reps or, you know, when you it, it's about time. So if you if you aim to try and do 10, 12 repetitions with a really heavy weight, then you're going to be you're going to be moving away from energy system number 1 into energy system number 2. And energy system number 2 is not designed for working at that maximal uh, like potential for lifting super heavy weights. It's designed to be able to, to keep your body moving for up to like two minutes, you know, a bit longer. It's not explosive, it's not super strong, but it will keep you going. So if, if you're trying to focus on performance of lifting a very, very heavy weight, but you're wanting to do it for a long period of time, you need to realize and understand that's not how your body's energy systems are going to work. What you're actually going to do is you're going to exhaust your energy system number one so that, that that weight that you're lifting it'll feel relatively easy for those first few reps because energy system number one is taking the load and that load is quite manageable for energy system number one but then when energy system number two kicks in when you're halfway through your set of doing doing that weights exercise that's when it starts to feel really hard because energy system number two the weight that you're lifting, it's now demanding a lot. That energy system is working at its peak capacity to keep you going. And then your lactic acid burn will set in and you need to keep pushing past that in order to overload the energy system to, to be able to increase your weights. If that's what you're aiming for, if that's what your goal is. If you purely want to just get stronger, lift heavier weights, you're working in the two, three, four reps range, like powerlifting, strongman, then you probably already understand or you should understand and take away from this that you need to do no more than that. Two, three, four reps for you will be around 10, 12, 15 seconds, which is that initial energy system, the ATP PC energy system, the explosive power, the grenade going off, which is what you need. You need to produce a lot of power and a lot of strength. Now on the flip side, if we're doing something that requires massive endurance like going for a really long run, then you need to understand that <clears throat> the energy system that you're using to do this activity, energy system number three, the aerobic energy system, it uses oxygen and it doesn't produce a lot of power. Energy system number one produces a lot of power. Energy system number three, it does not, but it produces a lot of stamina and endurance. It's what keeps you going for a long period of time. Now, if you're going to be doing a long distance run or any activity that requires you to work for a long period of time, you're digging a giant hole in the backyard, anything like that, a big swim, you're not going to be able to produce a massive amount of power or speed or strength because the energy system, it won't allow you to do that. The oxygen, the aerobic energy system, it just does not produce a huge amount of power. It doesn't have explosive energy, but it does have stamina. So as long as you understand that's how that energy system works, that when you go for your 10 kilometer run, 
you will not be able to run at 20 kilometers per hour the entire time. Because to be able to run at 20 kilometers per hour, which is a very fast sprint, you need the energy system number one, ATP PC, the explosive energy, the grenade going off to make your muscles in your legs, your entire body move and contract that fast to, to go at that speed. But then you can't maintain that because that energy system will burn out after 15 to 20 seconds. What you can do is you can train your body to go longer and longer and longer in a certain energy system. So like I was saying, energy system number one, you can, you can overload it and that's how you get progression. So again, that, that audio podcast where we talk about progressive overload, that will go into a much greater detail of it. So please do look that up. But as long as you keep overloading that energy system, you will push the boundary further and further. So energy system number one, you might be able to sprint a little bit faster or add an extra five meters to your, to your sprint at that speed before you slow down. Or lift one extra rep with that deadlift. Instead of lifting that deadlift weight for three reps, you can now lift for four reps because you've consistently trained that energy system to handle more and produce more. Likewise, energy system number two, by pushing through that lactic acid burn, you push the barrier for how long, the boundary for how long that energy system can operate for. Same thing with energy system number three. If you wanna increase the speed of your run, you wanna run it for 10 kilometers, but you wanna run faster, you need to be able to produce more power. Remember I was saying there was a crossover of energy systems? If your body has enough glycogen, glucose, carbohydrates in it, to use energy system number two, it will. It will use that energy system as much as it can, but then an activity like a long run where you need the endurance, where it's gone way past two minutes, you know, roughly around there where your body can handle using glycogen, the time that it takes to turn that glycogen into energy, it uses the oxygen, but if that crossover effect is happening, you're out there running, your body's using the oxygen aerobic energy system to keep going, it will keep using the anaerobic energy system to produce or turn that glycogen, the glucose, into energy to keep your muscles contracting. It's, it's a crossover effect where if you keep training yourself, you will get faster and faster at your long distance run. You will never be able to run at your speed that you can sprint for when you use energy system number one. You'll never be able to do that maximal deadlift where you do it for two or three reps, you'll never be able to do that for 20, 30, 50 reps. You'll never be able to train that energy system to do that. You will be able to progressively push it a little bit further, how much energy that system can produce, and then it in turn rolls over into the muscles themselves, so how, how much you can overload your muscles, the fibers, and what they can handle, what they can take. So that's a crossover effect there of the energy system and the muscles. So again, that is another audio podcast that we talk about that topic, the crossover effect of muscle size and energy systems and how we perform that. So in terms of manipulating and understanding your energy systems for the activities, the sports, the exercise you're doing, it's just about understanding what that energy system is used for. Energy system number one, explosive, heavy strength. Energy system number two, medium. So if we're working for 40, 60 seconds, so that's like a normal set in a weights room, or we're running down the field and then we get a couple of minutes rest. Energy system number three is a long endurance activity, a triathlon, a marathon, uh, riding a bike, a big long walk. It's a low intensity activity for a long time. Now as long as you understand that and there is a crossover effect of these three energy systems, 
add progressive overload so you push the boundaries of those energy systems one more rep five more meters uh, 10 more seconds push it a little bit further those energy systems will improve like everything else well i think that's actually it from me uh, about these energy systems before i start going in circles so i'm going to tune out thank you for tuning in and being here to listen to this audio podcast and to our viewers on YouTube, thank you for sticking around. I hope you got some good, valuable information from what I have talked about today. However, if you do have any questions around your energy systems, uh, something you would like me to go a little bit deeper into perhaps or, or, um, or revisit that I have talked about, pop it into the comments below or send us a direct message on our social media. And if you do like what you heard today, what you watched today, uh, please do give us a like, share the content, and subscribe and follow to all of our channels again. We really appreciate the support, the community, and the family. Really do. All right, well, thank you from me, Jordan Anton Official, and thank you from the PLC Arundel Experience.